You're listening to Plug In to Health with Prevea Health, exploring healthcare topics that matter to you, the latest developments in health and medicine, and the inspiring stories that emerge from Prevea Health, our partners, and the communities we serve. Welcome to Plug Into Health. I'm your host, Angela Dea. Today we're talking about kids and masking as the COVID-19 pandemic continues to affect our communities. We know that we'll have a lot of parents tuning into this one, and we also know that parents don't always have a lot of time to themselves. So our goal is to make this episode short and sweet, but also get you some helpful information to get your kids more comfortable with wearing masks. Dr. Josh Rankin is a pediatrician at Provea Health and is our guest today. Welcome, Dr. Rankin. Thanks for having me. Let's start first with children who should not or never wear a mask. Yeah, so according to the American Academy of Pediatrics, uh, children who are under the age of two should not wear masks. Another uh, general population is children with severe cognitive or respiratory impairments that have a hard time uh, tolerating cloth face coverings. And for these children, special precautions should be administered as well. Yeah, and if any parent has any question about their child's ability to wear a mask, best thing to do is to consult with their doctor. Is that correct? Absolutely. That's what I would definitely recommend. Okay, so for children in which it is appropriate to wear a mask, what's the best way to talk to our kids about why they need to wear a mask and in a way that they can understand? That's a really great question, Angela, and particularly it depends on the child's age. And for children under the age of three, it's best to answer their questions in a simple, short and sweet terminology, um, saying very matter-of-factly, you wear this so that you don't get sick, and when you feel better, you can take off the mask. Um, And when they see other people doing it as well, and they realize that they're not the only ones, like mommy and daddy also partaking in this endeavor, it's much easier for the young child to do so. And for children over the age of three, you can focus on things like germs, explaining that germs are a special way, excuse me, are special to your own body. Some germs are good, some germs are bad, and the bad ones can make you sick. And when they understand the mask can help prevent that, that also is helpful. I remember earlier on in the pandemic, uh, my, my daughter coming home from daycare and talking about, we can't go here because of the germs. So they used a lot of that terminology, I think, um, with the, those younger kids. You know, kids might be scared or annoyed even by the idea of wearing a mask. So what are some ways that we can get them more comfortable with the idea of wearing one? Um, I know the American Academy of Pediatrics uh, offers some great tips. Absolutely. And so I said this a little bit before, but being a role model to your children is so important when we wear masks ourselves. And when they see that, that means a lot. So a few of the recommendations are when you are trying to put a mask on your young child, you can look in the mirror with he or she and have them take a look at how they look so they don't, they don't get scared. Uh, you can put a cloth face covering on a favorite stuffed animal, make it a game and realize that, oh, okay, so this is something that we all do, including my stuffed animal. Um, you can decorate a face mask. You can show your child pictures of other children wearing them as well. Uh, you can draw one on their favorite character. And then also practice wearing the face mask covering at home. And they can use it in the home setting. Of course, it's not recommended that you wear it in the home, but for the sake of getting them used to it, it makes sense. 
You know, I want to go back to the the first tip you provided was that, you know, as, as parents and caregivers, we need to be good role models for our kids in wearing the masks, but not only wearing them, but wearing them with a positive attitude, right? Probably the way that we talk about masks in front of our kids, I would imagine, has an effect on them. So we should try to make it as much of a positive experience as we can. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as an educational piece is allowing the, the population to understand that masks primarily protect um, others from, from getting sick from coronavirus, from COVID-19. Um, but there is some uh, evidence that definitely purports that you can get uh, – protection from large droplet secretions from someone else who is sneezing on you as well. So it works both ways. And uh, studies definitely suggest that there's definite improvement in uh, the mode of transmission that is decreasing how quickly COVID-19 can spread if you prevent it by using a mask. And let's go back to practice wearing the face covering at home to help your child get used to it. So at the time of this recording, uh, early August, um, some schools are, are still, you know, in the planning process of deciding what school is going to look like. Um, but for kids who may be going into in-person learning and needing to wear that mask, you know, that's about less than a month away. We should start now in getting them used to wearing them. Absolutely. And incorporating social distancing and mask wearing is, is very important. Um, there's some studies, too, that suggest that we're in the, quote, eye of the storm before it gets worse again in October, November. And that's likely for a multitude of reasons. One is coronavirus in and of itself is a seasonal virus. And so it has a tendency to peak in the cold and flu season, sometimes October, November. Another thing is, even though we are practicing social distancing, some schools are incorporating lesser amounts of students in the classroom uh, divided throughout the course of the week, there is still a significant risk for spread. And so if we're not practicing wearing masks on a regular basis, both uh, out in public and in the schools, it could have uh, significant and detrimental effects on to the future. Would you have ever thought that discussing something like this would become part of your practice? COVID-19, guiding parents and children through a pandemic. I can't imagine the questions you must get, you know, as your, you know, your appointments come in each day. Yeah, absolutely. And I have to say, this is the first pandemic I've ever been in in my entire life. So would I have ever guessed that I'd be having these conversations with families? Absolutely not. Um, but one of the things that I now say, and I say this at the end of all my encounters, which I never said before, before the COVID-19 pandemic was, be safe, be well, and be sane. <laughs> because a lot of people are losing their minds or getting caught in the, the, the dichotomy, the discrepancies that we're hearing on, on social media, that we're hearing on the political uh, platform, agendas, et cetera. This is by far the most politicized pandemic that I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'd say um, it has made my job very difficult um, in trying to understand what's going on and what's what parents are thinking about, too. I think there's a lot of mistrust. There's a lot of uncertainty about the future. Um, but it has just made things much more difficult for me. 
You know, we um, we recently did another podcast uh, with one of our uh, licensed marriage and family therapists, and it was all focused on the value of empathy and practicing empathy. And that makes me think of that, you know, how we're all really going through such a difficult time and, and how m- much value empathy can play in making this all a little bit easier. Um, that being said, you know, this isn't easy. I think there's a lot of parents who are feeling very sad to have to watch um, their children live during a time like this, you know, going into milestones like, oh, It's kindergarten is starting, for example. Oh, but they have to go through this wearing a mask. There's a feeling of grief, of loss. Um, My hope is that you're going to say, because I'm feeling this too, my hope is that you're going to say that kids are more resilient and accepting to this than we think. Is that the case? That's a loaded question. (laughs) And I I wish I could say it was that that easy. Some children are more resilient, um, but... It's difficult. I, I remember my son at the end of uh, last uh, of the last school year. We were, of course, online schooling, virtual schooling, and he was doing a time capsule, like pretending, not pretending, but speaking to his future kids, wherever they may be, and speaking from the heart of the pandemic when this all was going on. And as he was recording, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be, he's going to talk about this, all these other things, these exciting things, and how crazy this all is. Um, but as he was speaking, he was he was crying. Actually, we'd actually did like two or three takes, and we he was he was very emotional w- about the sense of loss, and the social emotional implications too were a big deal. So I mean, I personally think that our kids going back to school is absolutely critical to their livelihood, their social emotional uh, status, and. and those kinds of things. But we have to be careful. We have to be cautiously optimistic how we proceed. Yeah. I just want to thank you so much for um, giving us the time today. Is there anything you'd like to add that I didn't ask you? No, I think you, I think you asked, you asked uh, a lot of great questions. And um, again, this is the most politicized pandemic I've ever been a part of. If I would have been part of multiple pandemics, I would say that this was probably the most. Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, thank you for all that you're doing um, for our patients every day. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And I want to thank our listeners as well. I strongly encourage all of you to check out our new webpage that is entirely dedicated to masking and mask wearing. You know, how and why do masks work? Um, How can you clean them? How can you make your own, either through sewing or non-sewing options? We have more tips for kids, uh, preventing those fogging glasses or skin irritation. Just go to prevea.com slash masking to check that out. Stay safe, stay well, and as Dr. Rankin would say, stay sane, and thank you for listening. You've been listening to Plug Into Health with Prevea Health. To learn more and to submit ideas for future shows, please visit prevea.com slash podcast. And please remember, the information provided in this podcast does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to replace interactions with your healthcare professional. And if you are concerned about your healthcare, you should consult with your healthcare professional. You can learn more about Prevea Health at Prevea.com. Thank you for choosing to plug into health with Prevea Health. <laughs>